Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Would you stand with me, please? Turn with me to Acts chapter 19, verse 2. Acts chapter 19, verse 2. I would like to continue on what I began last week, uh, moving into a little different vein. It says, title is, Holy Spirit, Do You Know Him? Now, last week we talked about the Holy Spirit being depicted and uh, represented as water. And throughout this series, you're going to see that the Holy Spirit, why God allows uh, him to be depicted in different ways. This week it will be fire. Is because in, um, in our finite minds, it is very difficult for us to comprehend God. Okay? So God makes ways for our little brains to be able to have somewhat of a comprehension of him. And today I'd like to talk to you about the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, the scripture text, I'd like to use the same as what I used last week, and it says simply this. He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? So I'm asking that question to you. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? This is another sermon, but I just want to throw it on out right at the beginning. There are many, many, many pastors and churches that will tell you that you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit when you get saved. Okay? Now, this question here is, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? If they received this gift when they got saved, then why was the writer asking the question, why did God instruct him to pin this? Come on. Because we're talking two different experiences. When I became born again, I received God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But I was not baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen? All right. So the question is valid. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Well, praise be to God, today, you're going to, if you don't know that there is a Holy Ghost, you're going to know whenever you leave here today. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, let us be quickened by your spirit. And Lord, I pray that today would be a spectacular day in Jesus Christ our Lord. Through the power of the Holy Ghost, we pray. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you. Now, this morning I want to make a point to you that I am wearing a gray suit. This suit was not gray in its original form. This suit is made of wool and silk. And uh, I, some of you might have seen me looking at the tag because I was trying to see what it was made of. It's made of wool and silk. 
To be baptized means to wash, to dip repeatedly, to submerge, to cleanse by dipping or submerging, to wash, to overwhelm. Now there's a point to all of that. Because at some point, the cloth that this was made of, uh, that this suit was made of, was submerged and baptized into some type of dye. And the scripture tells us in Matthew chapter 3 verse 11, I indeed, now this is Jesus talking, I, uh, pardon me, talking about John. John is talking. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you. He shall dip you repeatedly. Come on. With the Holy Ghost and with fire. Everyone say fire. fire. All right. Now, baptize with fire. The word fire in the Greek can mean the flaming fire like we are accustomed to, but it also can mean lightning. Lightning. So that scripture, it would do no injustice to say, and he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with lightning. Man, praise the Lord. Now there's a natural lightning. It's called white lightning. And people would drink it. And when it would get inside of them, they would go smooth. They'd drink it. And sometimes they'd act crazy because they got lightning inside of them. It was natural made. Come on. Corn squeezings that got on the inside of them. They could carry it in a jug all they wanted to and it wouldn't give the effect but when they would tip that jug up and drink it you would see intelligent people act crazy. Now the lightning that I'm talking about is not crazy and it's not natural but it will make you act up come on and and it's okay I think that we need more things to make us act up in God come on we need some things to knock the starch out of us a little bit some of us have gotten saved and satisfied some of us have gotten saved and we forgot where we came from and all of a sudden we become, God gets us cleaned up, we put on some good clothes, comb our hair, and then we think we're all that. Come on, come on now, y'all help me out. And, and, and so we become stereotypical if we're not uh, careful and then we, we only associate with those that are in our group when we used to be in the other group. That's another sermon. Now, there was two baptisms. John baptized with water. Jesus baptized with fire. 
listen at some of the difference here. John baptized in a river of cold water. Jesus baptized in what some refer to as a river of fire. John bapti John's baptism outwardly testified. Jesus is baptized with fire that inwardly purifies. Come on. And then John, the water baptism, put believers into the water or into the river. But Jesus, the spirit baptizer, he puts the river into the baptized. Amen. I, I, when I read that, I got excited because I've experienced uh, the young people do a song, Out of Your Belly. In fact, the choir does that too. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Some of you have been dry for so long, you need a river to break forth. Some of you have lost your joy. You got saved, but you don't have the joy. The Holy Ghost wants to give you a, a, a baptism of, of a river of fire, a river of, of, of flowing joy. And baptism is largely a religious word. Uh, but 2,000 years ago, it was also a commercial word associated with the dyeing of cloth. The cloth was dipped or baptized into the dye until it accepted the nature of the dye. Oh, man. It just kept someone put this in until it didn't look like how it did when it came off the sheep. Amen. In fact, it just kept dipping until it got the right shade of gray. And, and then the cloth then took on the nature of the dye. The cloth looked and smelled like the dye. The cloth had been dipped or baptized into the dye, but now the dye was in the cloth. I have told people this, if you cut me open in the middle, if you cut me and got down to my core, when you got down to the core, you know what you would see? You would see the, the Holy Ghost. You would see Jesus Christ. You would see God the Father right down in the core, all the, every layer of my being because I've been baptized into his love and you've been baptized into his presence and, and now we're not what we used to be. It used to be if someone would have cut us open, they would have seen a smelly mess. They would have seen all kind of corruption and dirt. But Jesus' blood got involved and washed us and cleansed us. And then the fire of Pentecost got involved in us. And my goodness, we look totally different than what we did when God got a hold of us. Now, I want you to listen very quickly as the spirit of burning is talked about. Throughout the Bible, fire is used and symbolized uh, as God's heavenly presence and, and the presence of the Father. And, and so in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 2, Moses encountered a flame of fire, a bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed, but it was the manifestation of God's presence. Fire. And, and, and part of why I'm preaching this today is I want you to understand the Holy Ghost is not to be 
you're not to be afraid of him. Just because he manifests with fire, the fire did not hurt Moses. The, the fire went to instruct him and to call him. The, the fire not only was for that purpose, but also for approval. In Leviticus chapter 9 verse 24, Moses and Aaron blessed the people. And then God consumed the sacrifice with fire on the altar. And the Bible says after that happened that the people shouted. My goodness. It, 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 people want to make fun of what we do. And we're not newcomers at it. Way back in Exodus, when God manifested with fire, people shouted. Come on. Well, well, yeah, but you're not supposed to do it in church. You're only supposed to do that at wrestling matches and, and football games. And, and you're only supposed to get riled up when the referee doesn't make the right call and the umpire. That's when you shout. That's when, where is that written? I'll tell you where it's written. It's written in the bylaws of the refrigerator church. It's written in the bylaws of the church of the deep freeze. I don't want to be a part of the church of the deep freeze. I want to be a part of the church that experiences the fire of Pentecost. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. The fire was protector when the children of Israel were leaving Egypt. There was a, a, a cloudy pillar, but at night there was a fiery pillar. And, and that fiery pillar was the protector. May I tell you, when God said, the, I'm gonna, Jesus said, I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, he was telling you, not only am I going to speak to you and I'm going to show you my approval, but I'm also going to let you know that this fire is a protector. This fire uh, the, the, is a protector. The devil does not want you to receive the Holy Ghost because he knows that the Holy Ghost is a protector. See, you have a prayer language that devil cannot interpret. You have a direct line to God through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so the devil will do everything he can to keep you from having this fire. See, the Egyptians couldn't get to Israel because there was fire in between. Hallelujah. And, and some of us, Brother Cecil, stand up. Uh, the devil might be trying to attack you, but I just want to tell you if, if we could see in our spirit eye today, there's fire. There's fire around. When the, and you might say, well, the devil's not afraid of fire. He's afraid of the Holy Ghost fire. Yeah, he's afraid of that. In fact, he must be afraid of fire anyway because the demons, they asked Jesus, please don't send us down there before our time. They didn't want to go to hell where they know they're going to wind up. But the devil is afraid of that Holy Ghost fire because he wants to get to him, but he can't get to 
to him because there's fire. There's fire. I don't have time to dwell, but uh, the Holy Ghost represents, uh, uh, the fire represents purity. In Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. Isaiah was there having an encounter with God and the angel came and touched his lips with a coal from the altar, a hot burning coal. And when it happened, uh, Isaiah immediately said, Woe is me, I am a man of unclean lips. When we get the Holy Ghost burning in us, he burns away the dross. He uh, uh, how many of you ladies are wearing silver? Something silver. Raise your hand. Amen. Okay. Now, I, I did a little research, and, and I'd love to have shown it up there, but what, why you're wearing that proudly is because the dross was burned off of it. And, and, and simply the impurities was burnt out of it. And, and so now it's nice and shiny, and, and the same thing happens with gold. Uh, other, other metals, but they have to get the impurities out of it. This building is held up with steel. Why? Because someone was able to get the impurities out of the metal, and now this metal is firm and strong. The Holy Ghost, when he comes in, he starts burning away your impurities, the, thing, the weaknesses, the things that the devil will look at and say, I believe I can get them at this, but when you get full of the Holy Ghost, the fire starts burning away the weaknesses and you become stronger in the power of his might. Amen. And, and fire, it, it represents enablement in Acts chapter 2 and, and in judgment in Hebrews chapter 12. It says, for our God is a consuming fire. I, I just talked to a pastor friend of mine and he was telling me that he encountered some guys and he said they were going to whip me. Now this guy is, he, he's, he's pretty stout and, and, and he knows karate and the preacher that I know. And, uh, and he said the guy went to hit me and just before his fist got to me, it was like he hit a wall. He, he said it wasn't just me saying it, there was a witness there said saw the man's hand and it was like he became frozen he was getting ready to do harm but see he and, and the guy said I, i'm not saying i'm all that he said that right there let me know that the holy ghost is my protector the holy ghost he said that man meant to do me harm and, and, and i'm just here today to tell you that is not la la land talk it's for real we're talking about the third person of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and he is still doing his protection in our day and time. Now, his fire is a distinctive fire. Uh, the distinctive fire, the Holy Ghost, uh, is different than anything else. Okay, now, God had told Moses, you tell Aaron and his sons, this is how to make a sacrifice. If they deviate from it, it's not going to be good for them. Well, two guys, Nadab and Abihu, two of Aaron's sons, they decided, hey, we're just going to offer God any old thing. Now, I've been preaching on excellence. They, they didn't operate in excellence. 
And, and what did God do? He came down and consumed them with fire, burn them up. He said, they've offered strange fire before me. Now, wh what is that about? I, I just want to tell you, there's a lot of religions that are trying to imitate Pentecostal worship without the fire. Come on now. When I pastored in Irmo, there was a church, not going to name the denomination, but the, they, they thought that it was our music. That was the key. It was our music. So if we can just do music like the Pentecostal church, then we'll, we'll grow like they did. And, 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 and they, they had good music. But there was something different. Let, let me tell you, choir... I brag on you all the time. Julia, I praise God for you and the work that you're doing with the choir. All of our musicians. But may I tell you, it's not because y'all are the only great singers. It's because y'all pray. You fast. You ask God for the anointing. And when that product goes out, goes through the microphones, gets into the speakers, gets into our ears and into our spirit. It's not because they're the only good singers. It's because Holy Ghost gets on it. Amen. Come on now. Yeah, that's what happens. If you're listening to my preaching and you like it at all, you're just going to have to say Holy Ghost got in it. Because I know Al. I know Al better than anybody. And Al's not able to do this, but with Holy Ghost anointing, my words become more than words. It becomes power and it becomes life and anointing. And so we must not offer the counterfeit. It's not if we got the drum beating real good and we got smoke machines and lighting, we've got all that. If we wanna do it, we can do it. But that's not what produces power. You can have all the effects you want to. I'm a gadget man, I love it. Come on. But it's not the gadgets, it's not the giveaways. Come on. Oh man, I'm, I gotta preach here a minute. Jackie and I, in, in our ministry, have done just about everything we know to do to grow a church. It used to be, we'd, man, we've given away cakes. Pack a pew Sunday. Let's, uh, whoever brings the most people, we'll give a, a nice cake and you can enjoy it for lunch. We'd give away bicycles. We've given away uh, iPads. We've given, man, you name it, we've given it away, it seems like. And, and I finally learned. Now, I'm not against all that. that. That's nice. But what I found out is if you get real Holy Ghost anointing, the Holy Ghost will start drawing people in. The Holy Ghost is better than a cake. The Holy Ghost is better than a free bicycle. The Holy Ghost is better than an iPad. The Holy Ghost is better than anything we can give away. I want the real power. I want the real anointing of the Holy Ghost. Listen, counterfeit fire and carnal, it, it, it is brought in by carnality, by sensationalism, by self-glory, People who are trying to do things on their own. True fire has its seat in the heart. It melts the affections. That's what makes when we're preaching, 
and tears are running down your eyes. It's not that I've become some silver-tongued orator. It's because the Holy Ghost has taken my words and reaching down into your heart and touching your heartstrings. Look here. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. That's what will, when, when the choir is singing and you get chill bumps going over, you feel like you need a, a, a coat to put on because the Holy Ghost has just brought chills all over your body. What made that happen? It was the Holy Ghost invading into your spirit. The Holy Ghost is a defending fire. The Holy Ghost puts walls of protection around you, but the Holy Ghost is a drawing fire. Now, I, I, I want to go back real quick, Brother Roger. I just want to show just a little bit. Uh, I, the Holy Ghost is a defending fire. I, I won't be a thrower. Well, I'm not it. There you go. Did I throw you a curve there? There you go. Look at this. One guy. Look at that. All right, that's good, Brother Roger. You might not realize it, but that was you. Full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yeah, that was you, full of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, you're out there in a wild world and the devil's trying to attack and all of a sudden you, you've been praying and you're going, none of these weapons formed against me are going to prosper. Oh my goodness, you start feeling, you feel like bring it on devil. I'll fight you with a switch. I don't care. I'm ready. And all of a sudden a flame, an anointing starts flowing from you. That's why people don't understand us. They don't understand the power that's in us. And some of us don't understand the power that's in us. Come on, don't let the devil, don't let the devil make you fearful. And then, I, I, I want you to hear this. The Holy Ghost is a drawing fire. Do not be ashamed of being a Pentecostal person. Now, what is Pentecostal? Uh, uh, Pentecostal, there, there's a lot of folks who don't understand us, so they talk, talk bad about us. Come on. Oh, those are those people that handle snakes. How many of you have attended church here for more than 10 years? Any of y'all ever seen a snake in this building? If you see a snake, if you see me holding a snake, look here. You can say, there's someone who looks just like the preacher that's holding a snake, but it won't be me. But there's people, oh, those are those, those are, uh, uh, snake handlers. That's not what Pentecostals are. That's snake handler people. Uh, well, I, I don't go to that kind of church because these people, they're, they're uneducated, stupid people. They don't know any better. I've heard that one. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, you don't look stupid to me. <laughs> I'm telling you, We've got people from all spectrums here, but there's some very educated people that I'm preaching to here. And you weren't, uh, you're not here because you're too dumb to find a, a better place. You're here because you've read the scriptures and you've experienced the power and the anointing of Pentecost. And Pentecost is a drawing agent, not a resisting agent. 
Well, preacher, what about when, when I bring my friends and, and someone speaks out in tongues? You embrace that and tell them, isn't that wonderful? Well, no, it's not wonderful. I don't believe in that. Well, then uh, let me show you in the scripture where it, it, it says this will happen. In fact, it's a sign of the last days even because it said, in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Come on, come on now. Man, I, Lord help me. Uh, and, and what happens is sometimes we get a little too cold or a little too, we're indifferent. Let's put it that way. Vance Havner, the great preacher, he put it this way. He said, there's people who get a, a little too hot to be cold and a little too cold to be hot. They're just neutral. They're nothing. I just tell you, I don't want to be neutral. I don't want to be lukewarm. I want to be on fire for God. I hope you do. Hell trembles when men and women are kindled by the Holy Ghost. Hell trembles when men and women are kindled by the Holy Ghost. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 6 through 8, Isaiah experienced uh, oneness with the fire of God when, he, when coals were placed on his lips. And immediately after that happened, he said, here am I, send me. Here am I. When fire got in him, when fire touched him, he said, send me. I want to go. Listen to me as I can conclude here. I want to be ablaze with the Holy Ghost. Now I want you to consider something. Full of Jesus. I, I read this recently. It said, um, I want to be so full of Jesus that when a mosquito bites me, It'll fly off singing. There's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. But I wrote something additional. I want to be so full of the Holy Spirit fire that if a mosquito bites me, that it starts yelling, call 911. This man's on fire. Amen. I'm just telling you. I, I want the world to know. I, I want the world to know that this Holy Ghost fire is for all. Now, listen. Hear this. On Mount Sinai, Jesus, I mean, pardon me, Moses was having an encounter with God. And the Bible says that God demonstrated with thunders and lightnings. Now, I want you to get that picture in your head that that. These people, the children of Israel are looking and thunders and lightnings, boom, bow, is, is hitting. And, and, and they know that the presence of God is happening right there. I, I moved over to the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, it, it told a picture of the throne room of God. And it said there that it was thunders and lightnings boom, pow, around the throne room of God. So I deducted from that, that where God's presence was, that undoubtedly there, there must be some type of lightning and thunderstorm. That's how his spirit is manifested. 
earlier in this sermon, I, I told you that the Bible says that he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And, and what that simply meant is that uh, 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 he is baptizing us with the Holy Ghost and with lightning. Did you, did you get it? He manifested with thunders and lightnings over here. He's manifesting with thunders and lightnings in his throne room. But when he fills me with the Holy Ghost and fills you with the Holy Ghost, there, there is literally a, a thunderstorm going on. Now, people wonder, how come do we Pentecostals get excited? I had someone this week, and boy, he loves Howie. But he was telling me, he said, man, he said, that, that boy, he can't be still. He's, he's well, why? Look, how is he sitting still now? <laughs> on the outside, on the inside, he's probably doing something. But, but hear me, when he, when he gets involved with the Lord, there's a thunderstorm that starts going on inside. Now, now, some of you, all you've ever experienced, all you've ever experienced, listen, is you've been by a little pond, the water's not even moving. The little birds are tweeting. Yeah, and it's real quiet. Oh, and that's all you have day after day in your spiritual experience. Day after day. I just want to tell you that's like having a funeral every day. I don't want that. I, I, I want something to start erupting. Come on now. I, 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 want, I, want, I want when I am praying in my home and I kneel down, I want fire to show up in my home. Come on now. When I don't know which way to turn and I feel like the devil is crashing in on me, I want fire to show up. And, and so sometimes you see people and they'll start shouting. They'll raise their hands. Sometimes they'll take off running. Sometimes they fall out. Sometimes they scream. You know why that is? It's because there's a thunderstorm going on inside of them. The lightning, the fire of Pentecost. If you've never experienced it, I'm inviting you to experience it. it, it look, if right now you can't see it, but I, I want you to hear what is going on on the inside of me right now yeah yeah <laughs> wow yeah that's what's going on right now the fire the power the anointing of Pentecost and it's for every individual would you stand would you stand oh hallelujah 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 Glory to God, I just felt a move of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I want, to, I want to end with this. Listen, listen to me very carefully. I don't want any of my workers going out during this time, this altar time, most important part of the service. I want you to listen to me. I encountered a guy that was demon-possessed, and I'm not going to go into all the story, other than to tell you, I'm telling you the devil disrupted the entire worship service.
the devil was on showcase. I'm just Al Sims, but I knew Al Sims had more power in me than that boy had in him. I say boy, he's an 18 year old young man. He was full of the devil. But the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I walked to that altar. I spoke to that guy. I spoke to the devil. And I said, let me tell you something, devil. You don't have an option. You are coming out. Are you hearing me? I felt like Superman on steroids. That's no joke. I'm telling you, I felt like stronger than I've ever felt in all my life. I said, you are coming out in the name of Jesus. We cast that devil out and God freed that young man. Now hear me, that wasn't me. That was the power of the Holy Spirit. I knew the fire in me was greater than the fire in him. Here's the conclusion. When it was over, about 30 minutes after church, the anointing lifted off of me. My body literally began to shake. See, my flesh, my flesh knew it didn't have the power to match up with that devil. But the anointing on me is that what moved the devil out. Some of you have had a devil take residence in your home. Come on, come on. That's why you're having so much turmoil in your home. You're full of the Holy Ghost. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You need to start taking authority over that devil and cast him out. So here's what I'm asking you very quickly. Here's the deal. If you do not have the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, I want you to be willing to say, God, I want everything that you have for me. Whatever you have for me, I won't. Okay. God, I want the power so I can be a better servant. I want the fire so that I can make a difference. So here we are, right here, right now. Father God, I pray that every individual in this congregation right now would do a very serious inward look Last week we talked about a rushing, gushing fountain of water. This week we talked how the Holy Ghost is fire. Lord, we need the fire. If there's anyone who isn't baptized with the Holy Ghost, Lord, right now, right now would you help them to just openly and honestly say, dear God, I want everything that you have. You said that you breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Father, right now, would you 
Allow Jesus to come and breathe over this congregation. Breathe over this congregation. Every individual that doesn't have the Holy Spirit right now, dear Lord, would you breathe on them? Right now, I'm saying in Jesus' name, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm going to ask Julia to sing. And while she's singing, I want you to lift up your voice. I want you to listen to me very carefully. I'm not going to prolong this. I'm not going to drag it out. Where you stand, I want you to lift up your hands. Whether you've ever done this before or not, I'm asking you to do it today. Lift up your hands. I want you to look up while she's singing, and I want you to audibly say, Dear God, everything that you have for me, I want. Everything you have for me, fill me with the fire of Pentecost. I receive everything that you have for me. Julia, start singing. Start singing. Come on. You provide the fire. Dear Father, I want everything that you have for me. I want the fire of Pentecost burning in me. Fill me with the Holy Ghost and fire. Fill me. Come on. That that you're feeling right now, that's not man touching you. That's the Holy Spirit touching you. I receive the Holy Ghost right now. I receive the baptism. I receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Speak to me, Holy Spirit. Speak to me, Holy Spirit. Even right now, speak to me. Pray that. Fill me. Fill me. Fill me up. Fill me up. Fill me up, God. Fill me up. Fill me. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Run over. If you're watching this by Facebook, if you're watching this on television, lift up your hands where you are. Fill me up. Let me overflow. Give me everything you have for me, dear Lord. Come on, yeah.
Now I want you to just give God a hand clap of praise and say thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. Just close your eyes for just a moment. If there's anyone who isn't a Christian, I don't want you to leave here without having a chance to receive Christ. Please, God. If anyone isn't a Christian, would you help them right now to say, please forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart. Forgive me of all of my wrong. And I now accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. And God is my God. Please forgive me. Amen. While your head remains bowed, there's anyone that you were not a Christian, but you prayed that little prayer and you believe that God heard your prayer. Would you just raise your hand? I believe God heard me. I believe God forgave me. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Amen. While every head remains bowed, you, re you ask Christ to fill, fill you with the Holy Ghost and you believe he has filled you with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You've felt that happen to you uh, today. Would you, today, would you raise your hand? I, I, I believe the Lord did that for me today. Thank the Lord. 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 Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.